The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's up, Bill's Mafia? I'm Fernando Shimoji. That you're leading the charge, and today I have Robin Mundy with me, the editor-in-chief of BuffaloFanBase.com. Robin, welcome. Thank you so much for taking your time and joining me today in the Leading the Charge. I'm sure the Buffalo Rumblings uh, fan base is, is glad to have you here as, as much as myself. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. It's been too long since we have talked. Yeah. We have That's so much true. to talk about. Absolutely. One, one hour won't be enough to talk uh, <laughs> all that we have to, to talk about, but we'll do our best, right? To talk a lot of Bill stuff and and talk about this, this Bill's team, this 2023 uh, unusual Bill's, because I don't know about you, Robin, but I've been pretty used to the Bills starting the season strong and looking great in September, early October, looking like they were unstoppable, looking like that would be the year that they could break the, the I wouldn't say break the drought, right? Because it's a thing of the past, but uh, <laughs> finally breaking that barrier in the playoffs and, and making it back to the Super Bowl and maybe winning it all. But as the season progressed and, and and we started to lose some players to injuries or we started to have some issues and unfortunately we 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 haven't been able to to reach the playoffs playing at or in our best moment of the season. And thankfully uh, during the start of this season when we started to have some trouble, I was always telling my audience like, Okay, maybe that's the year that we finally can uh, start to fix things in the right moment, start to play the best Bills football in the right moment. And man, I, I, I really believe it's it's possible. That's why I put up and coming Bills because it looks like this. It feels like this for me. How do you see this 2023 Bills so far, Robin? Much the same way as you do. And I guess that doesn't surprise me because we both have a way of looking at the world uh, through a positive lens. You know, you focus yeah. on, the, on, on the things that you see that, that make you happy. And there are a lot of things about the Bills that, make, that can make us happy. This team is so talented. I keep going back to the 2020 season, the 13 seconds, what could have happened if that didn't take place? I mean, I don't dwell on it, but this year, this year is different during the season. But the the way that I see the season going is kind of interesting. If you look at it from the perspective of how do you want your team to play in December and January and Oh my goodness, isn't our team playing like we would like to th see them play in December and January? They look pretty good. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll start out. I want to I want to say one thing to start out with because if you if if your audience knows anything about me at all, it's that I am a person who loves to watch the trenches. 
the skill players are fine and dandy. Don't get me wrong, but I will always be in in the you know in the O line or the D line kind of person, because mm -hmm. that to me is the place where the game is won or lost. The rest of it is great, but if you don't have the right platform in place, if you don't have the right structure in place to make sure that your players, your skill players, can be the best that they can be, then you're you're not going to have a successful team. And right now. Oh my God, I don't know if you're seeing it, but our offensive line, yeah. these guys are starting to get some swag, aren't they? Definitely. I, I in my last uh, leading the charge, last uh, just post game show in Portuguese, I was talking to my audience, my Brazilian audience, about uh, you can compare those bills to the, the bills from the last few seasons and maybe. We can come back to the 13 second season and say, "Oh, I've never seen the offense play so uh, as as well as that." You know, like it was the best moment. Josh was on fire. Gabe was on fire, and and right the perfect game against the Patriots. Everything looked great. But let's be honest, we've never had that that physical offensive line that when we needed that one yard to get a fourth and one, a third and two. I've never been confident that, okay, our guys will straight out beat the other guys and, and push them and get those tough yards, you know. I've never felt confident like I've, I'm feeling right now. Those guys are playing an extremely physical brand of football on the offensive line. And even if they aren't perfect, and even if we take them as, as individuals and don't see many all-pro players there, I think it's hard to look at them and, and, okay, you can upgrade this offensive line. Who would you take out? It's hard because all of them are playing so hard and, and so physical. So I've never seen Dion Dawkins playing as well as he's doing right now, right? I've <laughs> the never snowplow. Seen, I, yes, awesome. And he always been a swaggy guy, but, but he he's, he's absolutely playing up to the level of his swag, right? And totally. extremely physical being, it seems like he's in the best shape of his life, like moving well, moving people, moving everything ahead of him, right? Like and, a snowplow. Yeah, absolutely. Spencer Brown is, is getting the other better. One. Yeah, developing really well. Osiris and Torrance. Osiris Torrance, awesome. he came in, he fit in, and it was like he just went from college to the pros without a you know, without missing a beat. Same I don't look at him even him. as a rookie anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a guy who I'm extremely confident that he can uh, start for the Bills like for the next 10 years and yes. you don't need to care about that position. And McGovern, nobody talks uh, uh, enough about him coming from the Cowboys, a, a strong pedigree, but mm -hmm. he really didn't have an opportunity to be an every down starter. There. That's right. And, he just fit him and playing extremely well. Mitch Morse, we all know that we always could trust him, right? He's, he's like the father. He, yeah, yeah, he's like the father. We need a son there, though. This year we got to draft his, you know, his son. Yeah, uh, his, his successor. I love, I love Mitch Morse. He is the calming influence for Josh. Mm -hmm. He knows exactly what to do, what to say, what what this person needs to hear, what this person needs to hear. He's extremely intelligent, emotionally intelligent, mm -hmm. and I think that we're going to miss him dearly, but we have to be glad that he's still playing with, yeah. with his concussion history. Mm -hmm. we, we know that he's only one big head, you know, hit to the head. Uh, away from retirement, just ask Eric Wood. You know, it's it when when it's your time. Sometimes, especially online plays, when it's your time, sometimes it's your time. And that's why I I hope that we're going to see the Bills draft the next generation at center or make that plan very clear who's going to be stepping up. Because I don't know, Ryan Bates might do it. Yeah, that's what I don't I know. Was to tell you like uh even ryan Bates, a guy who when we looked at the, our, our offensive line in the last few years because if you can remember 
before Ryan Bates got his opportunity, and it looked like he was the last one to get an opportunity, right? And <laughs> yeah. he got this opportunity, he really uh, was able to hold down that spot and never look back. And, and he, he, he was able to to stabilize the, the offensive line and, and make it a, a, um, a unit that we could trust and we could expect them to avoid major mistakes since he got in. And he isn't finding a place for himself anymore because they are playing so well that there is no place for a guy like, like Ryan Bates right now. But he might be the successor, the, the much more successor, right? It's he, such a happy problem to have, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, uh, to be, we have Absolutely. so much depth. And mm -hmm. in this, I thank the universe for because it's not often you have your five starters play all season together without somebody missing time and and that you know the how that affects the way that an offensive line plays these guys now when they're out there they know what each other's thinking because it's been there it's repetitive it's in place they know it's all there and for people who watch lines play it's something beautiful to see isn't it they were getting their swag. They're knocking people over. Mm -hmm. This is exactly where you want them to be right at this exact moment. So it, it's been a strange year, but it's been a very good year for our offensive line. Yeah, no doubt. I, I really can. I really believe that this offensive line uh, improvements and, and, and how they are playing right now is a, a a huge step forward from the last few few Bills teams. Even though they could look better in other other parts of the team, or or the rock the records looked better, and they felt like uh, a more, like more like a contender. Because right now, despite the the latest few good games, we still still competing for a roster spot, right? And so we could feel more secure, more safe about making the playoffs, about being a true contender. In the last few seasons but we have some improvements this season and the offensive line no doubt in my mind i i i've been talking about how the bills must help josh allen uh in the offensive side of the ball i've been a, a little bit worried about it in the last few seasons and and right now it seems like even though i don't see the 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 necessary help yet on the weapons side of the offensive uh the mm -hmm. offense i believe the offensive line and the run game and and that the way they are being able to be more physical than, than their opponents on the line of streamage it's a major help for josh and for this bill's offense going forward mm -hmm. it's yeah. i believe it's the foundation that will lead to however the rest of the season unrolls and who knows this has been such a crazy season in terms of things happening weird things happening that and this is by the way for your for your audience this is the focus of of what i do when i look at a team i don't look so much at the analytics i look at the mental aspect of the game and that's because I have a history. I, I've been a psychotherapist for a living. I'm retired now, but your brain doesn't turn off. And so mm -hmm. when you when you when you look at behavior, you see behavior. And the behavior of this team right now is very different. And they are in a what I believe is in a unique spot because they truly do control their own destiny now. You hear everybody say this, nobody wants the Bills to make the playoffs. Nobody wants yeah. the Bills to make the playoffs right now. Nobody wants to, be, because nobody wants to face the Bills in the playoffs. Because you know when you see when a team has that, has that thing going for them, when they're mm -hmm. on a roll, when they're, in a, when they're in a mental space, when the vibe is good, and everything right now is kind of rolling in that direction, and it's all there for them to take. Mm -hmm. So here we sit, I think, in a very unique position because this team in particular has faced a lot of adversity, especially in the last year. And for many of the players who were 
the same, you know, who were on the team last year when DeMar Hamlin died on the field, that took some getting used to, you know, that, that took some, the guys getting back together and processing their way through that event as a team. And they have worked their way through what I believe are, are many obstacles. The article that came out about Sean McDermott, that was a very big thing for the team. The team needed to deal with that their own way, however they deal with it. And the rest of us, even as fans, it's none of our business. They, they have to deal with, with what they have to deal with. But the good news is, and this is what I was waiting to see, how are the players going to play after that article came out? How are they going to respond to their coach? Because that would tell you whether or not the coach has lost the team. And if the coach has lost the team, then there's a problem. But from the best observations I can make here, I don't see that at all. In fact, I see the opposite. Do you? Absolutely, Robin. I, I made the same point about this article. I saw a lot of people uh, going after Ty Dunn, right? Personally, mm. at, in, in Twitter, saying, oh, why release this article right now in the best moment of the season? First of all, Ty is an... an He's a journalist. He's in part. He's of a the professional. To, to, uh, to worry about helping or, or hurting the team, right? And, right. And, and I will tell one thing. Just like you have experience as a uh, in psychology, I mm -hmm. have some experience being uh, playing professional sports, soccer, and being in locker rooms, right? And you know what I'm talking just, about. Just like what you said, if the coach still had the locker room, still had the confidence of his players, this kind of article. It's something to, to motivate them to exactly. make okay, we're gonna answer that. We will have our coaches back, we'll play for him, and we'll we'll play even better and answer that article with our play on the field, showing that it makes no sense, you know. But if the coach really lost the players, maybe it could be a problem. Just like we saw with the Chargers, our next opponent, when the coach said, Oh, if I lost if I uh, lost my, my locker room, we would be steamrolled by everybody. In the next few weeks, it's steamrolled by everybody, right? Bye-bye. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, he, he kind of set his, his trap, right, to be fired. But absolutely, I think the players, especially the defense, okay? I, I won't lie to you, and I have my, my doubts about, not about losing his players on the offensive side, but... I'm pretty sure, for example, when Debo had his issues with McDermott, I'm pretty sure the offensive guys, they are close to Debo. It's normal. They work with Debo every day, really close. And they tend to side to the offensive coach. You know, maybe with Dorsey getting fired, maybe they, they were a little bit hurt about that and didn't agree with the way McDermott fired Dorsey. But mm -hmm. just like Josh said in an interview, like, it's been nice to see McDermott growing as a coach. He's also growing. He's also learning. Yes. And even if they yes. don't agree with all decisions by their head coach, it doesn't yes. mean that they don't trust him by any means, right? So He's a human like being. Yeah, absolutely. McDermott is human. He's going to make mistakes. So uh, it's part of life, right? And he's in a position yes. where everybody puts him under a microscope and say, look, you you're, you're and especially a guy like McDermott who preaches doing the right thing and mm -hmm. being a, a man of his word and things like that. It's easy for a, a player to feel betrayed when benched or feel bad about something and like, oh, it's not what he preaches. But he's mm -hmm. human and he's in a tough position. He's gonna make mistakes. I'm sure he 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 knows he could have handled other situations maybe differently with some players, but it's a difficult situation to be in, and he can't be perfect doing the uh, handling the team from this position. Oh, I wish that I could bottle what you just said and put it in the <laughs> mind of every Bills fan in the world, because Fernando, that's that, that is so true. That is it, that is the bottom line, and that's why social media. You don't want to engage in, in all this awfulizing and fire, 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 because why can't we 
help a coach grow just like we grow coach is no different he's new at the job he's learning he's willing to he's willing to look at his own areas where he needs help he recognizes that i think about the model that that pittsburgh has the steelers have had three head coaches in the last whatever 50 years or something like that and the bottom line is what's the difference there? The difference is, isn't the coaches that they selected. The difference is that they allowed their coaches to grow from their mistakes and they believe in their coaches. They believe in them as human beings first. And then if you believe in them as human beings, it's much easier to see and support them as professionals, right? You know, it just makes sense yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. And so Hopefully. what exactly what you're saying is 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 right on. And it's it's so much fun talking with you because you do have the perspective of the locker room. And I know what happens when people get together in a locker room and the culture that exists there and how tre- how important that is and how precious that is. And if I'm not mistaken, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's my belief that the locker room is a sacred place if you're a professional. It's considered a sacred place. And what goes on in the locker room, and you listen to Josh Allen talk about that. Josh Allen talks about that a lot. If, if, If a reporter is asking him a question that's too intrusive, you will hear him say, you know what, that stays in the locker room. That's staying in the locker room. I'm not going to talk about it. And good for him that he can do that because the locker room is an important place that needs to stay sacred, mm-hmm. I think. And I would I would ask you that question. That sure. so the, now, did you see Ed Oliver talking about that, how, how angry he was about, oh, you can't talk things that we talk in the locker room. You are you are telling people who criticize McDermott like you, you, you were – traitors like because you're doing we're exposing things from the locker room so absolutely yeah well i think that your perspective helps me understand too how this team is psychologically in a place right now where they have been challenged their coach has been challenged they've been dragged through the media because as soon as the bills don't perform perfectly there are so many national media people that are happy to jump off the bandwagon the minute that they that they can, whatever. I don't care about that stuff anyway. The bottom line is our team, I believe, is psychologically in the right place at the right time. And everything is in front of them. So my feeling of excitement right now is I don't care what they're, they're seven and seven and eight and whatever they are. If they get into the playoffs, they're set up right to really play well in the playoffs. But they got to get there first. Yeah, for sure. Bills Mafia, subscribe, hit that like button, and subscribe to Buffalo Rumblings. And we need your help. We need your likes. Um, and Robin, about the about this stretch going forward, the Bills still need. Maybe they need to win out to get in the playoffs, depending on other situations. And mm-hmm. maybe the playoffs already started for the Bills. And I, they have- I can't, yeah, and I can see it in a, in a negative way. You know, even when when we were in a bad situation, losing games, and especially the way we were losing, uh, I used to tell about uh, to tell my audience about. Look, it's not uh, extremely bad because even if we lose out, it means we, we we're going to have a, a better pick for in the draft, and and it means that the uh, the coaching staff, if McDermott stays, and I always believed he would stay despite uh, the other situation where I saw McDermott being fired uh, was if he really lost his locker room, right? And, right. And, it's hard for us to know for, from outside, but there is no no no. There's doubt no indication that, of it. There's no yeah, there's no the evidence Pegulas, of that. Yeah, but the Pegulas, uh, they they have more 
Intel to make this decision more than us from outside, right? He can easily make a research. He can easily, hey, Josh, come to my office or let's play uh, some golf and let's talk about the coaching staff and things, you know, because we know uh, despite the hierarchy with coaches and, and general managers, we know that the franchise quarterback is the biggest investment from the franchise, right? So if mm -hmm. McDermott loses his franchise quarterback, if he loses his main players, if he... If those guys don't trust him anymore, it's hard to continue with him. So that yes. was the only situation where I could see the Pegulas moving on from him. Even though I, 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 I also sometimes get impatient and some, especially when we lose in a bad way, like McDermott uh, allowing Mac Jones driving down the field with two minutes left. You know those, or or the way we allowed. The, the Eagles drive and, and easily to kick a field goal and, and refusing to try to score with 20 seconds with Josh Allen. Those kind of decisions make me really sick at McDermott. But <laughs> I, I, I always tell my audience, like, look, he still has this season. At least he still has this season to, to show he can change. And about Coach McDermott, I've been really happy about the way he could win against the Chiefs because he was he was aggressive. He kept playing his regular defense in a in a late game situation, and yeah, the penalty saved his his life kinda because Josh Allen would get the ball back and and by the way we were losing, you know, with no time left. I'd rather allow a touchdown and give Josh a chance with the game on the line, right? Absolutely. But, I believe the luck in sports, it, most of the time, it rewards people who are uh, brave and aggressive and play for, to win the games and not, in, and not play to not lose the games. And I believe McDermott was rewarded there, being aggressive. Absolutely. And, and Absolutely. he close that game. And it, that made me believe that maybe, just maybe, McDermott could finally learn and maybe in the next playoffs when we are with the game on the line, the defense needs to close it out. Maybe finally he can be a little bit more aggressive. Maybe finally he can put his players in position to make the plays and not overthink it. So mm -hmm. that was my, that has been my, my biggest issue with mm -hmm. McDermott. I love yeah. his process. I love his schemes. I love him as a defensive coordinator, but it's hard when you in clutch moments kind of panic and and up. Like he, right it seems like he finally is being able to start getting over it and how do you feel about coach McDermott with all that happened this season are you still confident that he can really improve he can uh, take this step forward and and fix these things that have been his only few issues because there isn't really a lot to to talk bad things about McDermott. It's, there isn't a lot to dislike no. the guy. No, no. As a human being, if you just listen to him as a human being, he is kind. He is obviously able to, and we've seen this so many times, to, to feel empathy, to stop in the moment and have some appreciation for what happened, like with DeMar Hamlin, when you saw the coach on the field, he was automatically the coach doing the right thing, kneeling down. The picture of him, it's burned into my brain, kneeling down next to him, and the players are all standing around. This was huge. This man has gone through a lot as a head coach. A lot of things have happened that don't you know it's not commonplace thankfully like for example you know what's happened with kim pagula we we miss her and i'm certain that the organization has gone through some adjustments because we miss her and i am the believer in sean mcdermott because i believe he brought the right mindset to buffalo a winning mindset. He appreciates Buffalo for the city that it is, for the culture of the people in the area. He's embraced 
totally with his family. He understands the psyche of the fan base who have been through so much. And if you're old like me and you've lived through the 70s with Don Shula and then the 90s losing four Super Bowls in a row and then the 17 year drought, it's been a it's 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 been an experience to be a Bills fan. No matter what time you join, right? No matter how old you are, we have all suffered on some level. Okay? Some of us have suffered maybe more than others, but whatever. The bottom bottom no, line is you suffered. <laughs> exactly. It's part yeah. it's part of the it's part of the it's part of the culture. But he he gets us as a fan base, McDermott. And Brandon Bean as well. And what they have brought to One Bill's Drive for me, and I say they because I think they are a wonderful tandem. They have brought respectability back to the franchise that was lacking in, in some ways you could argue maybe was never there. But it's there now. And this is an important moment for McDermott because I do think, just like you, he turtles up in the most incredibly frustrating times if you're a fan. It's like, no, we have to finish the job, Sean. We have to finish the job. Step on their throats. And playing not to lose is a recipe for failure. And I think he's learning that. I think he's learned it. The other thing that he probably needs to let go of and maybe this is what's going to happen as he evolves. And he will continue to evolve. We all evolve. We hope we all evolve. And I hope the next step that he takes is to learn to trust his players, as you said, but also to trust his assistant coaches and to trust his coordinators and to allow them to do what they need to do. Now, back the train up, I'm going to be right here number one and say something that maybe some Bills fans will say, oh, but I have been of the same mindset as Sean McDermott. I have been wishing that the Bills would have an established run game that would complement their passing game. And that did not take place with Dayball. It did not take place with Dorsey, but it is starting to take place with Joe Brady and look what's happened. James Cook was out of his mind against Dallas. And the reason I believe we saw that happen is because for once, James Cook was allowed to cook. Mm -hmm. Taking him and uh, you know, you're a player, so you know what I'm talking about. He needed to get into a rhythm in order to be his best putting him in and taking him out and putting him in and taking him out. You have to let him cook. You have to let him run and find his rhythm and look at what happened when he did. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, players got to be confident, right? To play. At yes. Game. They got to yes. have the confidence level up so they can be the best version of themselves. And since we don't know them personally, it's hard to, to, because there are different, every right. player is different from each other. I remember about myself when I was younger in my early years, I used to be, I, I was even talking to a friend recently about that, but I used to be a guy like if my coaches, I, if I could feel my coaches trusted me a lot, if I could feel my teammates trusted me a lot, it made me a, a better player. I, I had my confidence level higher, you know, mm -hmm. but when i felt like uh maybe this coach doesn't trust me or maybe those players they don't trust me because uh i'm in a competition for a spot and and i don't know they prefer the other guy than me you know it mm -hmm. made me insecure and and it made me not play up to my my best version of myself right uh, again as a, as a as i grew older i could uh care a little bit less about it you know and and having my right. mind no matter what Rear. was happening ar around me i could know who right. i who i was and just be myself but 
in my early days as a goalkeeper, it's a position where you can't make mistakes. Oh my gosh. So you, you, I used to be, when I felt this confidence from others, from my teammates, like, oh, they, they really believe I, I'm a, a great piece here in the back end and they trust me to not mm -hmm. concede goals and not make mistakes. It made me stronger. And I don't know about James Cook. I don't know about his mindset. There are some players, even from young age, they don't care about anything. They just play and they play <laughs> great football, you know. Boom. And yes, there are a lot of those guys. Yes. And, but there are guys who need the confidence from their coaches. I even question the way they bring in sometimes uh, some first round picks, second round picks. For example, Elon. Elon arrived as a star player from Florida, right? And maybe being in a competition with a former six-round player out of pit, with a, a six-round player from Villanova who he never heard about, and he's now battling and losing a battle to this guy for a position, it can shake his confidence sometimes. Sometimes mm -hmm. you need to trust the pedigree, you know? You draft the guy to be a lockdown corner. Even if you're not seeing it from the guy yet mm -hmm. uh, treat him like it is you know make him believe mm -hmm. he's this guy and and give him confidence so he can be this guy so right. i don't know if it's this case if if that's the case with elon but it might be you know with the situation that he lost his confidence he started to think too much about what to do how to get better what he could what he needs to do differently and he lost a little bit of that swag that made him, him a first round pick you know Exactly. And Cook, taking him out of the field every time he fumbles the ball, it's a hit in his confidence, right? It's Wrong a big move. Hit, so you can't do that. And Wrong move. You got to let him play yeah, through it. And now, with the, his big game last week, that's the time to establish him uh, as a, a next big thing at the Bills running back, right? Because that's a position, despite all the drought and all the difficulties, during those seasons, uh, we, we've always had great running backs. I can remember oh, yeah. from, from Travis Henry, from Willis McGee. I love McGee. I know people um, in Buffalo hate him because of the off-the-field stuff and things that he said. But as a player, my goodness, <laughs> that guy was a, a before train, he right? was Before he was injured. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. He was so remarkable. Yeah. And I go way back with running backs. Like, I saw yeah. O.J. Simpson playing. Okay, that's how old awesome. I am. Awesome. <laughs> and, and so you know that Run, and, and what position like would have more like you need to have confidence than a running back you you have to have that mentality you have to have that mentality that nobody's going to stop you it doesn't matter 300 pound guys you come mm -hmm. you look at that train that cook he was pulling people he was going five extra yards you know it's hard yeah, he's not supposed to be this kind of guy right no he's not, supposed to be. He's not that big you know he's not yeah. he's not that big but it's a mindset, as you say, in terms of it's you have to have that confidence. You have to have that there. And so now that we see that coming, and I thought this was the greatest thing ever. Oh, my. So what happens if James Cook in the running game all of a sudden explodes? 
you going to start loading the box up and force Josh Allen to throw the ball? Oh, that would, you know, just go for it. I'm sure Josh would be really offended if that happened. Holy cow. This does so much for the Bills because now how do you game plan? How do you game plan? And if I'm Joe Brady, I'm running with this stuff. Joe Brady, the big thing that I see in him that I love so much is the complete lack of ego. It's like whatever it takes to win. If we're going to run the ball, we're going to run the ball down their throat. And if they're going to give us an average of 7.2 yards a carry, we're going to keep running the ball. Because guess what? If you just ran the ball and did nothing else and got 7.2 yards per carry, you're going to win the game. And that's what he wants to do. It doesn't have to be his game plan. And that's what the guy said in the middle of the game. Mitch Morse was talking about it. I listened to Mitch Morse talk I, on One Bills Live. It was so interesting because they basically were winging it in that game. They let go of the game plan because they mm-hmm. never adjusted to James Cook. Yeah. Okay. Let's yeah. go. I thought yeah. it was just absolutely wonderful. And so I'm feeling really good about Joe, you know, Joe Brady. I feel very confident that he's going to do the right thing and that he's creative. He's creative enough on the fly to say, okay, let's roll with this. I would think as a player, and I would ask you this as a player, do you love to play for that kind of a guy that doesn't force you into a certain scheme? No doubt, no doubt. You you gotta roll with with what's working, right? And and uh, this I I've been high on Dable. I've been high on on Dorsey too. Yeah, okay? me too. And I even feel I feel like I feel like I feel bad for Dorsey because this season, I like when he got fired, it was the point also where it seems like McDermott gave the green light to use Josh as Josh, right? So I felt like this season, Dorsey didn't have Josh being able to run the ball all the time. And, you know, I felt like it, it it wasn't his decision to preserve Josh as much as the Bills were preserving him. And I feel kind of bad for him for that. But one big difference from Brady to 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 Darcy, uh, other than Brady having Josh being able to run the ball and, and be himself, uh, is that Dorsey always stuck to his game plan just like you mm-hmm. said he had a game plan he would stick to that game plan that's why we saw sometimes our run game working and we getting away from it because no let's stick to our game plan not not, not stick exactly to working, right and exactly. With, with brady just like you said this run game is working this kind of run is working the tackle run with dawkins and and brown who's really great at it uh being the pullers and leading the way they kept calling it, kept running it until <laughs> the Cowboys could stop it, right? And they couldn't. They still they couldn't? had those light boxes, uh, extremely light guys lining up like a 260-pound uh, defensive end as defensive tackle, 205, 210 uh, safeties lining up at linebacker. So they were inviting. They were like, you can't run the ball. We know you will trail the ball. That's who you are, and we are going to line like this and... and and stop you, and it never happened because the Bills could run the ball. A difference from the last few seasons, I can remember how many times, right? How many times the Cowboys, the Titans, uh, the Cowboys, no, the Chiefs, sorry, the Chiefs, the Titans, they played too high safety. Uh, oh my god, we had the advantage on the box, and we still needed to throw the ball because we couldn't run the ball. Yep. It happened a lot of times in the past. It did. And yeah. and a, lo- a lot of that go be- goes right back to the offensive line. Mm-hmm. And having well. your offensive line in a position where they can play their best. And for the last few, we haven't had a year like this. And this is why it's like, we got to take advantage of the moment. Our offensive line right now is healthy and happy and feeling feeling it. And that's exactly where you want them to be because then you are dangerous because then the run game is going to work. And I don't think that Aaron Cromer gets enough credit 
as the offensive yes, line coach, because the, as I understand it, the way that he coaches is not to fit the player to his scheme, more to show the player how to fit the scheme using their best abilities because some people have good feet. Some people don't have good feet. Some people have good hand placement. Some people don't. He works with people given their limitations, you know, if they don't have long enough arms, whatever, he helps them find leverage points. He helps them be the best player they can be. And now we got all five guys feeling their groove all at the right time. That couldn't, spell anything better for the run game those guys didn't they look like they were having fun out there against no. dallas yeah they were they were like snow plows everybody mm -hmm. was talking about the lake effect snow plow that's what they are they're having a ball and as long as the offensive line is having a ball i say let's go why not? News Mafia, hit that like button, subscribe to Buffalo Rumblings. If you are on the chat, please send your questions. We're going to interact with you. Uh, Robin, let's talk sports. Uh, 716 is here. Hi, guys. First time tuning in. Hi, Robin. Thank you so much for tuning in. And Renan Menezes is here also. Go Bills. Renan here from Brazil. Uh, send your questions. Ah. Participate. It's going to be a, a pleasure to interact with you. Robin, uh, yes. we talked James Cook, we talked offensive line. Josh Allen obviously has been awesome, right? I believe he he still has a shot at the MVP award. Uh, we'll see. If we win out, we'll see how the 49ers play, right? Because I, it seems like Purdy is, is the guy of the moment now with the way the 49ers are playing. And he's going to play a tough defense against the Ravens this week, right? Mm. So I still believe Josh is the most deserving player to the award this season. But how well, about his weapons? Or, oh, please, talk about Josh. You are from Wyoming. You always can yes, talk about Yes, I can talk about Josh. Yeah. <laughs> I can talk about Josh. This is, I think I'm going into my eighth year of watching Josh Allen play football. So it's been a fun ride, especially when he got drafted to the surprise of many other Bills fans, um, but not to the surprise of me. And Josh has lived up to that moniker and then some. I will say one thing, and I think this is important for people to understand and to think about. When Josh had issues earlier this season, the team wasn't playing well, but Josh also was not playing well. And throwing more interceptions and getting frustrated and sitting on the sidelines with his sugar high face mm -hmm. and all of that. I will say, I think that he was probably going through some tough times on his own, maybe outside of, of the game. And what I mean by that specifically is, and this is something that I don't think people think about enough, when you come from a place like Firebaugh, California, where he came from in a rural area, and you go to the University of Wyoming uh, to play football, um, you're, you come from a different kind of background. And Josh grew up on a farm, and he had a very good upbringing. His, his family was absolutely wonderful, but he didn't have everything handed to him. His parents taught him very well to be a responsible person. And when he came to the NFL, he came with that chip on his shoulder. He had something to prove and he proved it. We all saw it. I mean, he proved he didn't have anything left to prove, but he did get a huge amount of money and money changes people and it can change you. I want to say for the good, call it whatever way you want. You can be, you can, you can have a healthy relationship with money or you're not going to have a healthy relationship with money, but money changes your life because you're no longer the kid 
working on a cantaloupe farm. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You are not even just a multimillionaire. You have generational wealth that is just when you sign on the dotted line and that guarantees you $100 million right there, your life changes. And I don't think that people understand enough about how that changes you and the pressure that you feel because you are you the same person? No. Suddenly everything changes in your life with that kind of money. And you probably can speak to that even more so in terms of being a professional athlete. It changes you. And Josh went through what I think was probably a fairly significant adjustment to a new way of life. You have financial advisors. You have these people telling you what to do. You've got people wanting commercials. They want Everybody wants a piece of you. And he is a bona fide introvert. He has said so on many occasions. It wears an introvert. It wears you out. If you're always in the public eye, when you go home, you feel like you've been drained, totally drained. I say that as somebody who is one. And so you reach a point where your life changes like that and you don't have any more anonymity you don't have any more peace of mind. Everything that everything that you knew in your world is completely turned upside down. And then guess what? You still have to play professional football. And oh, by the way, the Buffalo Bills expect you to win the Super Bowl. So let's go. And so I do think that Josh went through an adjustment period this year. The DeMar Hamlin thing happened. I think it affected him greatly. There's photographs of him where there is nothing but abject fear on his face for his teammate. And then all of this happens at once. You get the off season, you know, your personal issues, whatever they are, all of that comes down like a huge weight on you and you have so much pressure and something happened. And I don't know what it is because I'm not privy to that stuff, but Josh Allen found his groove and I don't know the exact date or time, but I can tell you that it was sometime in the middle of the season, things started to go, okay, this is who I am. If you watch him now on any interview that he's doing, he's more relaxed. You can see it. He doesn't have that feeling like he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders. Robin, pretty clear it was the haircut. Right. He just needed his haircut back and he was back to himself. <laughs> exactly. You know, it doesn't have to it doesn't have to be complicated than that. But the point is, he is he is back to himself. And he had a huge transition that he had to get through in his life that, you know, everybody wishes they could be in Josh Allen's shoes. Well, anybody who is will tell you that it is it's an adjustment. It's an adjustment. I, I really I really appreciate that you mentioned that because that's something that I was a little bit worried, not this off-season, but uh, in the off-season after the 13 seconds. There was where Josh Allen became a, an NFL superstar, I think. After that 13 seconds game, he became he established himself as a, uh, an NFL superstar and started to to be seen everywhere, right? And in and, and this off-season, obviously... The Madden cover stuff and more spotlight on him, and even his new relationship because uh, he's now dating uh, another superstar in the movie scene, right? right? So, right. so it's not only his fame, but his 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 girlfriend's fame also, right? Sometimes he's absolutely out there chilling, and and it's all about her, and he's alongside her. So, even this puts him even more in on the spotlight and. And like you said, you still gotta practice hard. You still gotta prepare. You still gotta mentalize the games and, and 
your all your appointments as an NFL quarterback other than his life uh, outside of it. So it's not easy to deal with. No, and it isn't. I would like, I totally agree with you. And on top of, of that, we can also add the changes uh, in his game style, right? Because we yes. saw, uh, we saw the, the Bills trying harder to keep him from running the ball, keep him from scrambling, keep him from uh, trying to protect him from himself even, right? And it's difficult because that's the way he always played. That's his style. You can't change the guy, right? And I I, I, I never needed to myself, I never needed to change my style to uh, stop doing something that I used to do, you know? But right. if I had to, I would be in trouble because it would be really hard, really hard. It's something that you need to practice a lot to be able to do so. And he probably did it a lot in the off season and, and in the training camps too, to being more of a pocket passer, less of a scrambler, less of a runner. And we saw several times in games he had been, he having running lanes and, and refusing taking and throwing him. bombs. Yeah. So it's really difficult. And when you are losing games and you feel like you have an extra gear and you can't use it, it frustrates you. Oh, and it I can't even imagine that. I yeah, can't absolutely. imagine that. That's like... Imagine. Close oh. games and he having in his mind like, oh, if I had run the ball in that situation, it's a first down. I did in the next drive, I score from the opponent and you lose the game. Man. Uh, thinking, if you have to think too much then Josh can't be Josh. And if you want a thinking quarterback, Tom Brady is the man for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. And quarterbacks are different. And we we've talked about this many times about Josh Allen's personality mm -hmm. and, and his personality is that the joy that he gets in life is from the freedom that he gets to play the game that he loves. And how many times have you seen he is the most fun quarterback? And he was like this even at Wyoming. There was something about him. And this is what I tried to tell people that were so stuck on the analytics and his footwork and everything. You can fix that. You can't find the it thing that mm -hmm. he has. And he has that. And if you take that away from him, then he's just an average quarterback trying to overthink everything. If you make him think you're taking away his greatest asset, in my opinion, yeah. in my opinion, I and agree, that's his creativity. Oh, he and, can't get, when he's older, he won't be able to run the ball. Rah. Let him get older first, right? <laughs> now he can, right? So imagine taking away the run game from Lamar Jackson, take away the run game from Ken Newton. You can't do that. Right, and, exactly. and with Josh, it, I think it was a difficult period for him uh, dealing with those limitations, and thankfully he isn't anymore. Um, but I think it, it it was really difficult for him during the season to yes. deal with it. And did, did you see Micah Parsons defining Josh Allen about uh, uh, the, frat, the frat guy who likes to party with everybody and prank everyone? Josh on the field is this kind of guy. We see him throwing stiff arms, trying to jump over people, trying to run over defenders. He doesn't talk uh, anything to the media. Uh, if Ramsey talks trash about him, if anybody talks trash about him, he's always the most polite guy to the media. But on the field, he makes the guys know, right? So that's was, the right way. I was going to ask you, because you're a professional athlete. Yeah, Does that? Um, I, can you imagine what he says? I want to be a bug on the wall. I, I want to hear what he says to these players because yeah. every player from every other team, when they ask you who is the worst trash talker in the league, they all say Josh Allen. Yeah, absolutely. They don't even have to think about it. It's Josh yeah. Allen. What yeah. is he saying to them on the field? I just crack and, up. And I, I love that. I love this about him. And I'm, I'm pretty sure his teammates love him about this, you know, yes. because he will never talk trash to the media and bad mouth people to the media. He does it where he's supposed to do, on the field, to the guys who is supposed to talk directly yep. to them. So 
Yep. Uh, he absolutely earns the respect of his teammates, even from the guys who are being trashed out, you know? The guys oh, respect him a lot. Look at Michael Parsons. You just right? watch and, it. And... After, the, after the games, if you just watch how the, how the players come and they hug each other and whatever... Josh Allen always has a line of opponents. Yeah, you know, everybody, everybody wants a piece of him, right? Yeah, they do. It's, it's, they awesome. Do. it's Every... awesome. Even even the way he dealt with Mahomes, obviously being frustrated after a game, it happens. He's human, but the way he acted toward it, like it was okay, so buddy. classy. <laughs> we're good. We're good. No problem. Yeah. So you want to talk it. about MVP, Fernando? He yeah. uh, he should be MVP because he really is the most valuable player. The Buffalo Bills have, and I agree. I, I agree. I agree. And, and I, I've been on record talking when comparing Mahomes to Allen. Is that's for a long time, all right? Talking about, I, I'm 100% sure that Josh would be able to do the things, or he can do the things Mahomes does, if he were in this in Mahomes situation. I'm not right. 100% sure the opposite is true. You know, I'm not 100% sure the opposite is true. If Mahomes were in Josh's situation, I'm not sure he could, he would be able to do what Josh does. So that's why I really have uh, 17 over any quarterback on the league. And uh, But to close it out, Robin, your time, unfortunately, is running short right now. We could stay talking all day long. I love but... this. I, I, yeah, this is so much yeah. fun. We have to do this again. <laughs> yeah, my goodness. I need to, to bring you more often. And... But we have three games ahead. We still have a shot at the division against the Dolphins team that I really don't trust them so much because of some of the reasons we talked today. I see them as, as us some years ago, you know. Even worse because they don't have 17 on their center, right? But nope. they, it seems like they can't, be, they can't be more physical than the other great opponents. They can't win against 50... Uh, over 50% teams, right? And and there is a reason for that. We saw in the Bills-Dolphins last matchup how we dominated them on the line of scrimmage and the trenches. And this going to happen again. Yeah, I believe so. I think they don't have the physicality to outmatch uh, other physical teams like the Bills, uh, the Ravens, every exactly. other team. I think they can deal with that, you know, on the line of, in I... the line of scrimmage and on the trenches. So I, totally I really agree. believe the Bills have a, a huge shot at winning the division, winning the all yes. three games, but how are you feeling about it and, and the Bills going forward, the Dolphins going forward, the AFC in general? Who do you think is the favorite right now? Uh, and how do you believe the all this scenario is going to pan out? Well, the Bills have to take care of business. And as we mentioned earlier, everything is in front of them. They have two winnable games before they go to Miami. I believe we, that easily could be a game fought for the division title. I think the Bills have an excellent chance of going down and abusing the Miami Dolphins like we have done so in the past. They're clearly not the same team without Tyreek Hill if he can't play. And he's got a bum ankle. It's even if he plays, it's it's compromised at this point. So I'm also not a believer in Tua, but it's kind of funny because the Miami Dolphins are kind of a fraud. When you look at how how many good teams they've beaten, that sort of thing, when you look at that data, it's very misleading. And Tua, who I must say, I I like him very much as a human being. I do. Sure. He's he's an endear he has an endearing personality. I want him to get the biggest contract ever ever, ever for a quarterback position. You know, I really want for all yes. the reasons because I love the guy as a person because yes. I, I would be extremely happy seeing him every Sunday against the Bills against Josh Allen for the next 10 years, you know. So exactly. I, and all that he went through with his injuries, I would love to see yeah. that. Yeah, we hope we hope that's what happens. And I do believe the Bills have everything in front of them. I think we can see now that the team can function. Because I don't know how you felt, but when Milano went down, 
and Trey White goes down, and then Daquan Jones goes down. I thought our season was shot at that point. I didn't give enough credence to the depth that this team has, and that's what has saved our bacon on defense because guys like Terrell Bar Bernard, Christian Benford, Tyrell Dodson, these are all people that I – didn't give enough credit to in terms of being able to come in and they know Sean McDermott's defense. They know it like the back of their hand. They know exactly what their role and responsibility is. That's why you can take a guy like Jordan Poyer and you can move him mm -hmm. and you can, you know, you can move him around and he's a tweener. So I do think that the bills have everything in front of them and it will be interesting to see if they take care of business and win the division. Once they get in the playoffs, all bets are off. Now, mm -hmm. the big team that I think poses the, the biggest problem for the Bills will be the Ravens. Mm -hmm. Because the Ravens are a very good, solid football team. And they know how to stack up. They, they match up very well against the Bills. And you get Lamar Jackson and, and Josh Allen in the same game in the playoffs. Ho! I'll sign up yeah. for it. I agree. I think the Ravens are the favorites right now. Really like them. Uh, Harbaugh is a great coach. He is. Great defense. Lamar is a, a guy who ad I admire for a long time now. And I think some of the criticism, just like with Josh, it's unfair to Lamar. And yes. Yeah, I think they are well positioned to, 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 to win it all even. Right? They, they have a big test. Right now, against the, 49ers. against the 49ers, right? A great game this, this weekend. But I really feel like the Bills can finally uh, enter the playoffs playing their, their best ball yet, right? With a mm -hmm. new dimension on the offense, with the offensive line and the run game playing so well. Finally, finding our new Thurman, we've... Find, we found our new Kelly. We found our new Andre. Finally, we found our new Thurman, it seems. So mm -hmm. I'm excited for what's ahead of those Bills this year. I think they can really be a difficult team to, to beat in these playoffs and maybe, maybe finally break that, that wall and, and get back to the Win it all. Then, yeah, let's do it. When it Robbie, thank you, thank you so much for joining me today. I, I'm pretty sure all my my audience from Buffalo Rumblings love to have you here. The the doors here at the leading the chart is always wide open for you. I really appreciate your taking your time joining us today. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I I'm honored to be here. I missed you. We have to. We do have to get together more often. We have so much fun Absolutely. when we talk. Yeah, I still have a lot of subjects to talk to you about Gabe Davis, confidence, but we're, we're going to do it shortly. We'll we're save gonna... it for another time. Yes, we'll do it shortly for sure. Really appreciate you taking your time. I'm sure all Bills Mafia enjoyed it. And, and thank you too, Bills Mafia, for joining us today. And I'll be back uh on sunday not sure about the time yet because of the <laughs> holidays obviously but i'll be back on sunday in portuguese with the post game post the post game show bills chargers hopefully talking about a big time win and one more step in the right direction thank Sounds you so much good. thank you robin see thank you, you. Good go bills go bills <laughs>